0: Taking Yo. hey. can you hear me you listening to me? Hashtag. 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 what a we
1: Taking a cue from a certain minister of utility a utility we can tell you that the show will end but we won't tell you when it will end we can't however in the meantime we'll have some cool guests a couple of laughs and even some info that won't leave you completely in the dark. Welcome back to Wow, What a Week.
0: This is...
1: Wow! What a week.
0: What a week. You can't make this
2: shit up. up.
1: Our comedy guest this week is a man who can entertain people from different communities and areas. A man who can rock an afro and gray hair at this damn damn same time. A man who can walk the talk even if his toes aren't that pretty. A man who's sometimes a woman named Auntie Merle. Please give a wow welcome. Too, the inimitable, the effervescent, the incredible, Mark Lottering. Wow,
0: you just called me a woman with ugly toes. <laughs> 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 what a welcome. And, and, and pen <laughs> on your head. I, I have a thing about toes, I judge my toes very harshly, but I judge other people who wear sandals. Yeah. Um, I've harsh, I have harsh judgment for people who wear sandals. What, what, is, bit, what, what is wrong with us? Oh, is it us? Do you have a problem with your toes? No, no, you, 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 you more than likely have nice feet then. Um, yes, I, you do. I, I, can, I can see you're very comfortable. You're sitting there going. Is it my posture? I got, I got great feet, yeah. Or is it
1: uh, sitting like I'm at the back of an uber black your posture? <laughs> like that. <laughs> Pretty much like
0: that. I think if, you've got, if you don't have great toes, um, you deserve to tell someone before you get into bed with someone. Yes. Um, you deserve to let that person know. Oh, that I, your toes are I, I, not No, true. I'm coming from, uh, from a traumatic past here. But, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah nobody should be surprised, you it, know. It, is there why you committed to the first uh, uh, a guy that uh, tolerated your toes? Uh, to- toleration, if you will. Um, sure, there have been several, but yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you hard on yourself, though, like genuinely? I am hard on myself. Um, you know, I, last week... I was, I was. Uh, we doing the show at Monte Casino, and I thought it was a really, really. I had a shit time on stage because it was hard work. Jeez, okay. And I, I, you know, you know, in the first ten minutes, yeah, this is going to be beautiful. It's going to be a dance with me and the audience. You know that in the first ten minutes. Yeah. That the flip side of that coin is you go, oh, this is going to be one and a half hours of work. <laughs> we're going to work tonight. These people are sitting with their arms folded and going, we took our debit order money to come and watch you. This is better be worth our while. So so that's what I felt. And then when I got backstage, um, my partner, Anwar, also, also my director. Yes. He came, and this has happened many times before. He came into the dressing room and went, wow, wow. That was amazing. And for one and a half hours, I was judging myself very differently on yeah, stage. So yeah. I think... For every comedian, um, you know, you, you can be quite harsh and hard on yourself.
1: So when that happens, where you feel within the first 10 minutes of a show that, oh shit, it's going to be one of those shows, what happens with the audience or in the audience that might turn that around for you?
0: It, You see, usually it follows on from a rock and roll audience in the previous night. And, and in, in that particular instance, we had about three audiences that were just... Screaming! I mean, the Joburg people have been so fantastic, and they were—it literally was rock and roll—and they were carrying me, oh, wow. and that's every yes. comic's dream yes. to be carried. And when people carry you, that on that night you can try the new outrageous gigs that g- gags that you've never tried before, and you can feel safe with them. So that had happened prior to this listening audience coming in. It just felt like more than half the audience had degrees, and um, and they were there to to watch the craft of comedy so but that was my feeling and often what we feel on stage um you know clearly when i come backstage and i hear from from the director that it was amazing so yeah it's not always a true reflection of what's going on out there yes sir but the sound of laughter and the sound of people screaming with laughter there's not enough money for that absolutely and yeah and I i feel blessed and spoiled when that happens
1: quickly please tell us about this new show at monty
0: it's called So I Wrote That Musical, and it's, it's because I've written um, this trilogy of the Auntie Mill musicals. Yes. I've written a musical around my character, Auntie Mill, and it was a very different experience because suddenly I had 25 people um, on stage with me every night. Yes. Um, you know, which is just bizarre for, for a stand-up comedian because usually, you know, I, I tell the audience in this show, it's a lonely life. The only great thing about being a stand-up comedian is when you bow, then you know I'm not sharing this money. Yes. It's just me on stage. I'm not splitting the check. Look at God. if I could bow facing there and saying, kiss my ass. I want to spend my money. Life life. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like bowing the other way and thinking exactly that, even really through a tough audience. I might just do that. Thank you. I'll tell people you asked me to do it. You're welcome. For research, you asked me to do it. So, um, wow, now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I think if it's a bad audience, every comic should be allowed to face the other way. Yes. <laughs> yeah you read the signs correctly so um and then suddenly there was this musical and and you know i think the first one i started writing about five years back and man it took off yeah and um and i wrote all the songs which people don't believe my friends refuse to believe that i wrote the songs. i watched the previous one
1: at the Joburg
0: theater oh yes that was amazing. Surely you're referring to the one for which I won an lady Award. Is that, uh, that the one you referred that, that to? That
1: is the one. But but it's incredible, the writing, the music, the bridges, like, carry you. Like, even if the song was just okay for you, when it yeah. gets to the bridge, you're like, oh, shit, is this where we're going?
0: You'll be amazed how, how much good music you can write when you have one box of white wine in your room. I mean, <laughs> so, when um, I came out of the room and, and I just... I love music, much like you. Yes, sir. And I think you, if you love music a lot, you you also grow accustomed to what you really enjoy listening to. So it's an absolute pleasure for me to write music. But that took off, and people came to watch until we eventually wrote um, the third segment. And that that show is coming to Joburg in Feb. It's called Until More Things Get Real. And I feel it's like the end of a trilogy. But Mm. the the stand-up show came out of that because... um, Firstly, people were, the, the, the Baxter was pushing me for a title, yeah. and I thought, okay, let's just call it so I wrote that musical, and I'll write material around the difference in the world of being the stand-up comic and then suddenly being in the world of, mm, of musicals. Mm. But that's just one segment of the show, and we were just looking for a sexy caption to a show, as one does. So, um, so it covers topical issues, and it talks about me straddling the two worlds.
1: Now, you, you speak of the Baxter. You have quite a relationship with the Baxter Theatre. Uh, In fact, when you go into the Baxter Theatre, especially backstage, you know, there's pictures of greats, like uh, Barney Simon and John Carney. But your pictures are also there.
0: Do you, do you do you ever do you hear, what, do you hear what this guy says? There are pictures of greats, but then you no, there no, as well. No, I mean, how no, did no, I, not really. no, no. how did the photocopy of your photo <laughs> that you framed yourself and put in your bag and stuck on the backs of the corridors of no, plastic? No, no. no but the, the point I'm making though is, do you ever
1: walk into that iconic theatre and pinch yourself that I'm amongst greats here? Uh, because every time I'm there. I spend half the time just looking at these pictures of all these greats, uh, half of whom people have never really appreciated the art and what they've brought to the arts.
0: Yeah, and, and that's always true. Hey? When, uh, once people leave us, yes, then only do we realize what they brought to the table. But I pinch myself very regularly, even when I'm, when I'm on that stage, because um, the thing is in that Sometimes I look across that audience and, uh, you know, they've got these different levels and when it's sold out, you stand there. And for all the actors, it's quite a thing because yeah. it's a privilege to be. But for me, I see myself with no air being an usher in that very theatre. That's where I worked for six years, showing people where to sit. How, how old were you at the time? Sure, I must have been about 58. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there was... <laughs> no, <interesting. laughs> no, I, I was... <laughs> I was, I was a student at UCT, so I was in my 20s. Sure, sure. So I was showing people where to sit. So that's where the first pinch comes in. Okay. I never forget that. So it's like full circle really. It's full circle. And that's why I always, you know, I have a lot of time for ushers and always chatting to them at the theater because I know what it felt like. Because um, people often just, you know, they treat you like nothing. You're just tearing a ticket and, and off you go. Yeah. So I do pinch myself. And when those pictures are, are back there, um, yeah, amongst the, the greats, I always think I'm in over my head. Sometimes, I don't think I'm the only one who thinks that. I've, I've got close friends in the industry. Yes. And we have these conversations after our third tequila. Yeah. Where we go, how are we getting away with this? Like, like this as. Like us. Like we're in our heads, people are using strange adjectives when they talk about us. They use words like genre, yes. <laughs> you know, when they when they, I- imitable, yes. effervescent. But then you get to chat to, fri- to friends who know you and they just introduce you as a woman with ugly toes. So it's, import- it's important on the subject of toes to stay grounded. Thank you. Let's talk
1: about the evolution of uh, Auntie Mel. Um, do you remember the first time we ever met, me and you?
0: Yes, I do. The first time me and you met... On the side at the theater, in the small theater.
1: It was 24 years ago, 23, 24 years ago. um, I was dating your friend uh, Mushidi.
0: You were dating Mushidi.
1: And um, she said, let's go watch Mark's show. It's like, who the fuck is this
0: Mark, man? It's like, I hope he's not an ex. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you were comforted, brother, when you saw me. The, well, no, I definitely not an ex.
1: No, no. So we walk into it was literally the, the little theatre behind the job. Yes. And that's the first time I met you, and I was introduced to Auntie Oh yeah, and then I realized that oh okay, he's not a threat.
0: Yeah, he's not a threat. Well, it could be a could be a cover. My brother, my brother always says, oh, I feel so sorry for these guys who just assume that you gay because <laughs> you're in there with their girls and like uh, yeah yeah uh, Mark is just so fabulous. I'm so comfortable with Mark. <laughs> Now, looking back at the last 25 years... That's 24 years back, right? Wow. Looking back
1: at the last 25, 26 years of Auntie Mel's growth and evolution, was she supposed to live this long?
0: No. um, That was... um, When you saw me, I was trying stuff out. Yes. And uh, the character allowed me to say things that were just outrageous. Um, You know, because if you're going to be on stage and talk about... The racism of Cape Town, for yeah. example, if you decide that's where I want to go. Yeah. Um, I found that it was easier for me to say it, being a woman in a floral dress, to talk about it because people just go, oh, wow, that's outrageous. How can she say that? So it became a tool. and um, But people fell in love with the character. Yeah. And people fell in love. Um, there's another character that we call a taxi Gachi, She collects yes. fares on the yes, taxi, yes, Shmiley. Yes. Um, and I would say there's another character who's a cashier who's just crazy, calling the cashier. And these three people say things that Mark the comedian mm. um, would not be comfortable saying. Oh, yes, yes. Um, so I separate my worlds of the character and my, my world of the stand-up comic, you know, and like the show I'm doing now, it's just, it's straight stand-up. Well, I use the word straight loosely. Straight <laughs> stand-up <laughs> comedy, and you just go for one and a half hours, and um, so people fell in love with Mo, and then she came back and then the character was just... Then people started saying, oh, we enjoyed the show, but where was Mel? Yes. Um, and so through the years, I've made up her family because, you know, you get bored on stage and I've spoken about her husband. Her family grows. Anyways. And yeah, and her daughter got married. So no, people have not met these. They were just figments of my imagination and everybody else's. And with these, with a the musical then, um, Anwar decided, he said to me, Why don't you just write? You always complain when you go and watch musicals because I don't I love great musicals, but my I'm always saddened when I see so much talent in our country, but we insist on doing the international musical. Oh yes, yes. There's a yes. place for that, but we neglect my, my my daughter was in Madagascar just the other day. I mean it would
1: have been dope for it to be in a local musical. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You see?
0: So and and we have this um, I think you know because there's so many performers who need work, yeah. and 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 but, and I, I'm I'm not dissing the fact that people can go and audition for these great musicals, but you should see our people's faces light up when I present them with a script and they can use their own accents, oh, yes. and we have our own references, and we are as sexy as the rest of the world. Yeah. So when people from outside of South Africa came to watch. Um, You know, the Mo musicals, and it's not just my musicals, other local musicals as well. Mm. They get up on their feet and they cry and they applaud. So I think as South Africans, we need to work more on our appreciation for ourselves, Mm. to celebrate ourselves, to believe that we are... Sexy in the world, and we can stand on world stages with our own accents, our own music.
1: And, and unfortunately, there's only been a handful of our popular stage culture that has been exported. Yes, and and you know, outside of your King Kongs and your Lion Kings, perhaps, yeah, and your Sarafinas, we're not exporting enough of popular culture from from the theatre.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, that's got a lot to do with money. Yeah. Um, you know people have even asked if, if our show could travel and um, I think it should it should travel but it just costs uh, so much money and I always always you know all my life I've always slept with the wrong people you keep thinking you, so, you're, sorry, going, sorry, you, you're not... going to <laughs> you, you, keep, you keep thinking you're going to strike it like <laughs> uh, he doesn't listen to podcasts so, <laughs> So um so it's it's about the money and I, and I think but but slowly, and things for me, as I've matured, um, you know since the last time you met me, yes. my approach to my, my storytelling is different. The mm-hmm. stuff I talk about has changed, and um, so it's been a slow process and but I think in the other spectrum as well in in terms of traveling with with our stuff outside of the country, I'm feeling mm-hmm. that I'm getting there now sure. um, with my work, and I'm very excited about things happening now.
1: So obviously, your partner um, Anwar is part of. He's part of the team. Yeah. Do you guys have pretty much the boss? Uh, I mean, do you guys have a role play? And he asks you to be smiley.
0: I don't but, know, I don't know, oh, what's cuter, uh, the, the actual question, or oh, that you sat and thought about it and, and even did a little body role. Do you roleplay? Are you going to let me in? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the driver. Uh, it was I'd love to role-play. I, I I'd was, I'd was very reserved. Um, so, so no, there's no time for roleplay, but thank you, thank you for, for inquiring. When do you workshop the characters if you're
1: not going to roleplay them?
0: I, no, I, that's a madness, it's a madness in my head, it's a madness in my head. I can only, um, you know, I can only really go absolutely crazy with characters once. There's a group of people sitting there oh, watching yes, me, yeah. yes, yes.
1: Now, obviously with fame comes a, a lot of attention. Yeah. And sometimes relatives out of the woodwork have you ever had to deal with that
0: um yes all the time it it continues i mean people come up to me um a lot and say um hi um i'm a lottering or they go um uh, you know i knew this is the best story for me which i still can't figure out i was doing um an interview in Dorado park in aldos yeah and this gentleman waited for me outside the the studio because he was listening in his car wherever he was, but he lived in the vicinity of the studio. And, th- and this happened just a year ago. And I came out, and he waited for me, and he said, I'm so proud um, to hear you, you know, because I remember you as a kid oh, running in the street. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, you're from Cape Town? He said, no, from Aldo's. You stayed three doors away from Shut us. Shut up. And I said, um, no, um, now I'm from Cape Town. he said, yeah, no, yeah, no, yes, yes, yes <laughs> from Aldo's. I was in my eyes. And I said, no, no. When he was done with me, I believed that I grew up in yes. Aldo's. I actually called my brother and I said, "Are you sure but, <laughs> this man is convinced that so uh, but he he wasn't coming from a space of his family, but he he just said that I grew up in his house but but they they are sure there are lotterings who come. and then the odd thing is um there are white people who say to me, "I'm a lottery, but they're excited, and only after they say it can I see they've real they realize what's going on. Because I go, "Oh." So, you, know, so, so what? <laughs> you, you owned my great-grandparents? <laughs> so you're latching. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, there are many lurchings.
1: No, no, I ask this because, I don't know if you remember, about 14 years ago, um, Beyoncé's dad, Papa Knowles, yes. uh, had an affair. Yes. From this uh, this affair, a child was born, Nixon. Okay. So now Nixon's mom is all over media over the past week talking about how Nixon keeps asking... Um, about his sister Beyonce and, 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 and the fact
0: that he feels excluded. How old is Nixon? He's 13. He's 13, yeah. I think he suffers from I'm um, uh, not Blue Ivy, from Green Green <laughs> Ivy because he's green with envy. He's been watching like we all have because you know she's brought Blue Ivy onto stage. Yeah, yeah. So I think he wants to be her. Oh. Um, he wants access to the traveling budget, to traveling the world, to the allowance. Because it's very interesting, because people who, who yearn for family, they seem to only yearn for wealthy, rock star oh, families. yes, yes, yes. You know, you never hear <laughs> of just the average person. It's like, I see you don't yeah. have any food. We're yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> some money. Exactly. So, now nah, he, wants, he wants, you know, the action. It's not, it's not bizarre for me. I can mm-hmm. completely understand that that's what, um, you know, that's where Nixon's, head is at, but I don't think um, Queen B is going to budge. But also,
1: surely it's Alexandra's responsibility to say to this kid that uh, you are a result of me breaking up a family, so you are a love child. So unless your dad facilitates for a relationship, don't expect a relationship, because now poor Queen B is under pressure to meet some kid that she never asked for a sibling from another woman.
0: Yeah, but but you you're making out as though Nixon's mommy um, is very rational and almost um, not attention seeking. Uh, yeah, the, 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 I, I love I love your perspective. You're giving her so much credit. I think she's sitting there next to Nixon, you know, and she's got a gun to his head. Like phone them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Say the following, and she's holding it down. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Another story in the news this week. Um, uh, Houghton Premier, my favorite. Pre- Listen, I need to just give a disclaimer. Um, uh, Panyaz Ali Sufi is my favorite Premier of all Premiers. Okay. Uh, when he was MEC, favorite MEC of all MECs. I think when he was spokesperson at the Department of Education in the late 90s, favorite um, spokesperson. So, Panyaz is one of my favorite, you know, politicals okay. out there. But anyway, so he's the Houghton Premier, and he's been doing a jobs initiative called Nasi Spani. They had a big workshop on June 16 at Nasrec. People were coming to apply for jobs, dropping off their CVs and stuff. Um, He's also set up a task. It's like a little Panyaza army. Yeah. Uh, The Panya Panyas. They uh, enforce laws and order, law and order in the townships and uh, informal settlements. But now this week, political parties are saying, but Panyaza is using state resources to campaign for the ANC. And it has me wondering, but when is he supposed to do his work then? Yes. Or are you saying before elections no one should do their job because it might be electioneering? I, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, there's a magnifying glass just prior to elections on everybody um, because I think if people question everything that politicians do all of the time. And this has happened before. The closer we get to elections, yeah. um, you know, we've, we've seen that in Cape Town as well. Suddenly, like... Um, The roads are being resurfaced and, you know. Jim Stanton is coming to your show to give you a kiss. uh, There we go. (laughs) 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 Wow, John, how did you get backstage (laughs) with this chick? This is my little (laughs) (laughs) little contribution to the arts. And I remember us having a conversation, um, you know, I was sitting with my child, we we were talking about this the last time, and we were saying, the conclusion that we drew is, whatever it takes, mm, if it is a tactic in your head, that this is what you want to do to uh, warm up um, to people who need to vote for you, but in the same time, stuff is being done, Yes, great stuff, we we are in the country. I say whatever it takes. And You know, if if houses need to be fixed and built, oh, they will. And, be. and, and you know, <laughs> let, let them because now we're talking about real live humans who are sure. going to benefit Absolutely. from that. Yeah, um, we need to obviously hold people accountable. Ah, oh, this means that I'm in an adult interview. I've never used the word accountable. We need to hold people. Accountable. Well done comrades. <laughs> <Riz. laughs> Afterwards though to say finish the job, you know, you can't just, just build a house with yep. one window and then there's the elections and yep. you win the election and then that place is it. I think um that's where it comes in as well. But but when it comes to to, to providing young South Africans with skills mm. and um ultimately employment, these are important issues. Absolutely. So I don't think that political fighting, one party fighting the other should get in the way of progress mm. whatever it takes sure absolutely
1: final story from this week um, orlando pirates are in spain playing a soccer, soccer tournament and one of the teams is from israel from tel aviv yes so now they are especially your older retired uh, uh, political veterans saying orlando pirates must boycott either the team with the fixture with the team within the tournament yes or they must pull out of the tournament and Orlando Pirates are saying, we're going to Spain because we're, you know, we're part of this tournament. Yes. We want to play this tournament.
0: Wasn't there, um, yeah. I mean, this affects, this is about the Israel. Um, uh, yes, uh, uh, Israel uh, Yeah, and, and who you support and, and what it looks like out there. I don't know. One of our Miss South Africans went to... to uh, Lalela, yeah. Her name is Lalela, yes. yes. She went, yes. Yeah, and, and um, came back. With nothing, I think. But, I mean, you uh, for it stays on your CV, though, that you win. You know, if you Google her now, yeah. and they talk about controversy, that's going to be there, you know, the, 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 that you win. But um, I don't know who Orlando Pirates is going to upset, though. I mean, uh, you, you're going to say Jewish fans mm. would be upset if you boycotted the thing. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. But... When an Orlando Pirates is playing, I've never heard a whole lot of Jewish people in the stands, like you know, Oy Vey or what. so. It's, it's a bit of a Oy, vey. <laughs> oy vey. So I think you've got to weigh it up. But for me, if I was the boss, yeah. I would say um, I would say boycott it. Okay, so it's, you, it's just it's a it's a it's a stand that you take.
1: Sure, yeah. But do you for, for 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 instance, there's an argument that there are. ANC veterans who are saying they mustn't go, but the government, which is an ANC government, haven't boycotted Israel. Yes, they've downgraded the embassy, but they're still doing trade with Israel. So why would you expect a private soccer team to take a stand that you as a government haven't taken?
0: Yeah, so you're saying the government's not speaking with with one voice. So what I'm saying but... is, you know, the ANC veterans are saying yeah.
1: this, but their mother body which is government, are doing nothing about the same situation. Yes, they've said what they've said, but there's no policy that says we're not going to trade with them. We're not yeah. gonna be friends with them. Yeah, so yeah. So why shouldn't a private team decide for themselves what they want to do? And if anything, if, for instance, if I was pirates, I'd say we're going to play the tournament, but we're going to play with black armbands in solidarity with Palestine, for instance. That way you've made a statement. Okay and uh i don't know how good they are but or even say we're going to wear black armbands and we're going to kick their butts on behalf of as opposed to oh wow you're going to take a day yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, we're going to kick we're going to kick their butts or we will play the tournament but we won't play that match yes obviously points will be docked for the match we miss but we will go to the tournament, but we won't play that match. You
0: see, you're messing with my head now. You're way too intelligent about the whole thing. So I'm just gonna bring it down to money. Are they gonna be paid well? Um I've I've changed my thinking. Um I'm obviously just going to look into the financial benefits of this yeah. And is, yeah. There yeah is there money involved? Yeah, is there money involved? Ah then just put your beliefs aside and go.
1: Is this my well, talking do, now? Yeah. Just raise the
0: money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know you need
1: to run because you're a busy man. Um, where can people catch you? Either on stage, uh, on
0: social media?
1: What are you working on? I heard a rumor about a streaming um, deal
0: possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm going, well, everything's on marklotching.com. It's mark with a C. And my, my tour dates for the whole year you can find on marklatching.com. So we're touring around the country at the moment yeah. with a stand up show. And it's been absolutely. So do you have dates offhand that you can share with us? For the tour? offhand. But I've got staff who deal with that. No, I, I apologize. God, that's like expecting me to drive my own car. What are you? So um no all the all the dates are on com. Why would you put me on the spot like that? So um and then we are very excited because um Auntie Merle the musical is that that's going into forming um quite soon. So Amazon came and saw the show. Cape Town. Yes. And so you're going to once again be making loans from me. You tend to do that uh-huh. every time I do well. A whole Amazon. So, a whole Amazon. W- when, you, when you did your online uh, comedy show during uh, lockdown,
1: probably the most successful online
0: yes, comedy show. Yes. That's continent. when all the things came to the fore. Because people were doing maths on Facebook while the show was happening. Wow. So how many billions did you make? <laughs> do you know, I don't do this for money. I do this for love. But, yo, I was exhausted from counting money. I had to go to the doctors to fix my fingers after no, that, yeah. Your fingers are still <laughs> oh, <no>. counting <laughs> Let me do it again. Okay, i go ahead start again. Okay, three million. Okay, let me count from three million because I know about that. Oh, man. We had a great time online, yeah. That was wild and crazy. What was
1: the learning from that that you feel other comedians need to maybe replicate?
0: I, 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 I will never do anything that i feel other comedians need to replicate i mean oh yeah, all, all, yeah yeah Must make the money no 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 all the learnings for myself because you because <laughs> you never stop learning but I, th- I think um you know during that time during COVID, when we went yeah. to perform just to cameras and no audience um uh, what i took from that is how um comfortable and, and confident you've got to be in your story, if you believe that a story is funny. Yes. Because we are accustomed to, because the audience redirects my shows all the time. That oh, yeah. that's e- our energy. energy. Yeah, that's, but that was suddenly gone for almost two years. So like, just, gone. So just you unwind the cat. The, and the two cameramen, the one was always bubble lust because it was COVID, so he was drinking illegally the whole day. Actually, so I've managed, pine, I'm to buy from him. <laughs> and the other guy's just not interested in comedy. You know, you get those yes, people who yes. just go like... Steelface, face, steel face, yeah. So I was so close to Jesus during that time because I'm dropping the punchlines to silence and I'm like, you know, it's between you and me, man. Yeah. This would better work, Um so, I, I developed over that time, I developed, uh, uh, you know, it's very important when you tell it, because you, you, if you see me on stage, I'm quite frantic. Yeah. I've become, I'm still frantic, but inside I've become a lot more calmer. I am I rest with the stories more, mm. and I go, if it doesn't work tonight, just tell it differently or, or yes. take it out. Yes. I, I never used to be there. I used to be, I used to be like that. Yeah. And during that time, you had to just be rooted. Yeah. Tell the story and and believe in the funniness the of land. the story. Yes. And and you know, when you say what other people need to learn from that, maybe I should go there. At the same time, you must also then be confident enough to say, gosh, I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sometimes look at people and I go, is there nobody at home or at your bra telling you that you Stop should him. do a first aid course or something. You can go and save lives. But uh, yeah, right now, don't take up that battery mic. <laughs> we need that mic. We need that battery power. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thank, thank
1: you. you. Thanks for your mind. Thanks for your creativity. Thanks for just being the super dude that you are,
0: man. Always liquor like chatting to you. I've got big love and respect for you. Well, thank if you're you.
1: Monte to Casino this weekend, and go to marklottering.com, mark with a C, to find out where else mark. Merle and everyone else will be in your neighborhood. Mark, thank you very much. Love you. Thank you. Mark Lottering has left the building.
0: This is. Wow! What what a week. What a week. This kid.
1: Really kicks. He's got a name that's easy to chant at a party. He's also got a name that's sort of appropriate, considering our power issues. However, listening to his output could probably put you in a lighter mood. Please give a wow welcome to Dark, a.k.a. Mulapo Malachi, a.k.a. Dark in your city, a.k.a. Dark Dark.
2: Yeah, yeah. My dude? I'm okay. I'm okay. My man. Ladies say my name right, sir? Which one? Dark. What do people call you? Dark you. Dark you. Dark you. Dark, yeah, queer, you know. dark Dark queer. Dark, you, dark <laughs> Yeah, <it's> so dark. <laughs> I'm so, I'm
1: no, so no, bad. but I think when you read dark in your city, then yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, true. But I'm also not done introducing you. Co-founder of You which is an event and TV program, yeah. resident DJ and organizer of the Kunye Music Festival, yeah. raised in Polokwane. one of four boys. Yeah, one of 4 G. I'm the last one. My must
2: be. Tell, it, tell, us, tell us about your childhood. Born and raised where? Yeah, we were four boys. Yeah. I'm the last born. Uh, raised by both parents. Uh, uh, my dad, my mom. Yeah. And I had a pretty good upbringing, you know. Okay. Uh, so, were you in, so you raised. So you born and raised in Polokwane? Yeah, I was born and raised in Polokwane. I just went out of Polokwane. High school. Sure. Started studied somewhere else. Then varsity came to Jersey. Mm. So I'm a pure Polokwane kid. them. Uh, what is the secret to surviving
1: three older brothers?
2: I don't know. Just don't fight with them. <laughs> because I like, get problem. Older brothers, I have problem. But me and my brothers are tight, man. Like sure. if you see us hanging out, you pro- you think we friends. So what's the age? R- sure. What's the age range between? Uh My older brother is like forty-four. Yeah. And the second one is like forty, and the third one is like thirty-eight. Yeah. So and I'm thirty-one. So, so it's it's balanced. What did you look? up to about your brothers growing up that you said
1: this one is cool i want to be like him because he does this like that that one i love this about
2: him yo it's a lot it's a lot because they all have different characters sure the first one is so loud and so he's a people's person and mm-hmm. the second guy is the the school guy sure the third guy is in between the two mm-hmm. and then there's me that's just different so i, I just picked up characters like mm-hmm. different characters from all three of them so i know what not to do from that other guy yes. that what to do from that this, this one, one upset guy. mama like this so- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no that's what that's what i saw the whole time i'm like hey this one does this so at the time growing up what's the dream and the picture in your mind's eye about the rest of your life like you know i was just i i think i've always known what i wanted to become you know yeah. like there's one brother of mine the two brothers of mine the elder brothers they introduced me to to music and um I, mm-hmm. I watched people like Mzambia Mzawa making it at an early age. Sure. I was like, damn I I wanna it's, I wanna, this is doable. I wanna mm-hmm. jump out of a bag and say, Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like <laughs> you can, you can actually make it as a kid. You know, I've always wanted to make it as a kid. Mm-hmm. that's I think that's why I started working so early okay, so you, stages of my so you you were a wannabe child star yeah yeah i wanted to you were you so bad so bad that i i wanted i went auditioned for for uh channels and your tv those yeah, other six, things six, six. at a very young age so I, i've always wanted to be but then you started dabbling in production and yeah. music in your early teens yeah, yeah but take I a started, start started making music at the age of uh, six six 14 yeah. And uh, my first release was at the age of sixteen. So sure. what, what was that first release? Uh, it was an EP on Infinite Records with Galawa, yeah. Yes. So it was it was a time where uh Afro and Tribal was booming. So it was it was I uh, we, we were the so cl- we call ourselves the class of two thousand and eight. So it was yes, yes. uh myself, Tulo. It was a, a big pack of sure. people. So we were dropping uh Tribal House at that time. So sure. I was sixteen, yeah. Let's talk about the importance
1: of walking your own path, your own lane. So, for instance, you are part of the class of 2008. Yeah. And within that class, some started breaking out quicker than the others. Yeah. Uh, Some started doing overseas gigs quicker than the others. Quicker, yeah. So, in your mind as this is happening, that for instance, now the world is waking up to a good the song. Yeah. What's going on in your head? See you, all of this happening.
2: You know, obviously, as a young guy, the pressure is there, right? Yeah. So, but I feel like I've, i myself. This is me now. I, I just took my seat mm. and just watched everything happening, mm. and I decided, you know, I'm gonna learn from everyone. Sure. And I'm gonna be patient with myself because mm. I have a plan, mm. you know. So I'm not gonna do stuff because people are doing stuff, and I'm not gonna try and move this way because. He's moving this way, so I've always knew I'm I'm one person that believes in God's plan. Sure, I believe in God's plan, and I I know, I know if I put my head to something, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter when it happens, but it's going to happen. So I just took a seat back, watched everything happen, mm. and I I chilled about it, and I knew my time will probably come one day. So, but but you're also human, though. Yeah, there was never
1: a point where you felt like it's. Ish um i know you've got a plan i know yeah your, i know you're king kong but why yeah. is mine taking so long
2: it happens now still it happens to the best so yeah it's it's normal i feel like it's normal but i just feel like you just need to say hey wait sure relax uh, your things are, you say, your life is not that bad you know yes mm. you, you're working and and that's what keeps the fire burning i'm like you know i look at myself mm. i look at myself then and i look at myself now and i'm like you know what actually was amantuan or pusha man you know don't don't put so much pressure to yourself and we are so unkind to ourselves at the best of times. Yeah, true.
1: Where if you counted your blessings, you'd actually realize that you're actually kicking ass.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. You know, I try, I look at the positive more than a, more than the negative. I look mm-hmm. at myself and I'm like, damn, I'm kicking ass. You know, mm-hmm. I'm rocking and I'm, I'm not doing bad. I'm, a- I'm actually well. Especially when you look at your career year on year
1: or from five years ago, yeah. ten years ago. And now, yeah. as there been growth, if there's been growth, then you're doing well. Rapidly, but, serious uh, growth. But often we spend so much
2: time looking in the other lane. That's what happens when you look what people, when you look at people, when yeah. you, the next guy buys whatever. You lose focus of your own you lose lane. lose focus, and you know, people are doing other things. And, know, and, and for you know, it yeah, has so, an inheritance. Yeah, you know. What a big car. So I know so when now you push. feel like, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so I try to avoid that. I cut out the noise yeah. and just focus on myself and sure. focus on working on what's good for me. Where
1: where was the turning point in your music production career?
2: I, sh- I don't know. Like, I, Like, I don't really know. Like, for me... <laughs> It's, it's uh, every 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 project is a turning point. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the last project I worked on was a turning point. It mm-hmm. got me somewhere. Sh- it got me where I wanted to what be. What was the last project? Before, the la- before, before, before the this one, it was Must Be Africa. Yes. It was Must Be Africa. And who did you and work with on Must Be Africa? On Must Be Africa, I worked with uh, Kitchen Mass, Black Liz is on the album, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Deutsch is on the album. Uh, it's a uh, proper... Pro- uh, 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 collabos then mm. at that time I felt I needed to work with oh yes, you know? yes. yeah and you're, you're scratching an itch yeah 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 so so it's it was at that time it was a turning point it was like okay uh this is different from what I, I've done uh four four three years ago mm. and I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to do this and I did it at a time where hip-hop was big yes. and I was like okay uh who do I need to put on this album and I try to to fuse it with, with what what was happening then. Yes, yes. So same as now, the same mm-hmm. thing I did now. Pro- current project was also a turning point. So, mm-hmm. so, would you agree that
1: it's easier to make movements when, like you you've described, you turn every achievement into a milestone of sorts. That way, you can see that incrementally, I'm growing. Yeah. As opposed to, we wait for the
2: big thing to happen. Yeah. I think that's what I do. Yeah. I don't. When I work, I don't uh, count my eggs before they hatch. Like I don't think about it as this big thing. Yeah. You know, I think about it as a milestone. Like, sure. This is what I want to achieve, and this is what i want to do. It. It works. It doesn't work out. It's, mm. it's all me. Mm. I. I have achieved. What's in my heart and what's in my mind? I want to do this. Sure. So that's how I, I look at it, and mm. that's how I do things. So. Or, or this is what I want to achieve today. Today, yeah. Today, now.
1: Be, be, because we're in such a hurry to succeed, hope, all pa Yeah. No. Uh, to, to To do the big things. Keep prayers. That sometimes the little things you did on that one day. Yeah. Those are the incremental gains. Yeah. Because that's, because what you did
2: today is more than what you did maybe all of last week. That's true. That's true. That's why I, I, every day I work on myself. I wake yeah. up every day I work on myself. I was just telling my guys and my, my team, you know, there's nothing that uh, I was angry the other day. I was like, there's nothing that pisses me off like someone that comes into my space and wants mm. to treat my space like a hobby. Oh, yes, or yes. their hobby. Because mm. I work on this thing every day. So, I give 100%. Yeah, I 100%. give 100% every day because, you know, every day we need to do something. Mm. We need to do something that will get us somewhere someday so so sure. it's, it's not about all oh, but like yes. now for papa uh, it's everybody wants all pop it's about it's about know, the next step it's forward. about the next step forward but if you don't do it work on it every day and you, you don't plan, mm. you'll have a problem because some people just wake up look for the next pop wake up look for the next no, no, no purpose no oh, purpose no, yeah no, for no, me no direction no goal for me i'm planning i'm already planning for 2025 yes sir. i'm already ahead so I, I, I hear you say
1: you were angry the other day. i mean, yeah. you can imagine you angry because you <laughs> look like such a chilled guy. What does dark,
2: angry dark sound like? Yeah, it's crazy. You don't. You don't. You don't want. I, I hardly get angry, by the way. But you know, with work, you need to push your people. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to be like, hey, guys, get up. Let's do this thing. But but
1: listening to you talk about you know you talking to your people and your team. I mean, looking back ten years ago, did you yeah. ever
2: think you'd even have a team? I thought, I, well, me, I've always thought I would, have a, I would have a team, but I didn't have the resources at that time and the, the direction and the people to guide me on how to manage and how to build a team. And how but, to, but the dream was clear. The though. dream was clear, I knew. I've, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm one person that's obsessed with the music industry, so I look what you guys do. Yeah, yeah I've always known you to have a team sure. and a manager since sure yeah in fact
1: can we can we can we talk about that though the importance of not only having a dream and a goal yeah but also having the discipline to get there yeah what has it taken for you
2: it's 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 serious work uh it takes a lot to be a leader mm. honestly speaking you know uh because your team feeds off from your energy mm. if they don't feel you they don't do anything so it just takes a lot of discipline you can't tell your team look we're having tea at one. This is what we do in this office. One o'clock is tea time, and at ten you you have your legs on mm-hmm. the desk, you're having tea. You know, they're going to look around and like, yeah. but what's this guy doing? Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of discipline, you know. You have to cut out a whole lot of stuff, and you need to be the leader. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. with a career like mine, is you're the person they're working on. This is, it's not this company that they're working for you are the company so Mm -hmm. you need to be disciplined and you need to be focused and you need to lead so which is the most difficult part is the discipline and the leading so Mm. for you to become a leader yeah it's a problem because you need to be spoken also you need to be not be afraid to tell people what you want your team, you need to and, and and not be afraid to tell them when they fucked up. Yeah, no, you need to say it straight up like my guy, this is not gonna work. Yes, I'm not and gonna break you. Yeah, down. yeah, you know no no. I'm gonna tell you. You tell them straight that this is not it. This is not what I want as an as dark, you know. This is and you need to learn to listen also because you know, people people you you, you bring in people in your lives to ch to, to help you. So if you know you're gonna shut them out and not mm-hmm. listen to what they say no 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 you need to listen what if if you need to equip them equip them with with anything it could be with pens it could be with Mm -hmm. thoughts just give them what they need to work on you let's talk about your relationship with shimza how did you guys hook up that's my bro and how did it become what it is now yeah we've always known each other through the music industry but Mm uh we started hanging out like closely with each other when you know, we're in three cousins, Stan, so sure. we were like, we, he's known me as a DJ and I've known him as a DJ, and we would uh, come across each other at parties and like events. I'd play after him, yo, my bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we started hanging out and he's like, one time he asked me, that was like years ago. He's like, bro, what are you doing now? I'm like, bro, just be honest. My things are not going well for me now I know i can hardly keep up with my rent my staff he's like bro come work with me uh i need a road manager i'm like bro that's actually a dope idea you know what mm-hmm. i'm gonna do it because i want to learn you know sure but let me tell you something i'm gonna do it for a period of time mm-hmm. learn and i'm gonna He's like, bro, cool. I'm okay. I'm okay with that, mm. you know. And I, and some people don't even know it. There's, at a time, I became Shimza's road manager. Sure. So I travel with him everywhere, mm. have his bag, USBs, and only speaker boy. Get you it? Know, straight up, you know. And people were like, "Um, hey, what are you doing? You know, because you know, to be a a dope producer, you know, sure. to be a dope DJ, what's going on?" And I'm like, "Bro, relax. You know, some people." You know how people are, you know. Or we no yeah the yeah, you know. So I was like, ah, uh, you know, I had an idea and I had a plan. I was like hey. and, and and sometimes it doesn't
1: matter how big you come. become yeah. sometimes you need to step back. Yeah, true. To be able to jump forward further. True. back to the but, dream, but, but but because we have such pride issues. We have such big man syndrome. Yeah, you want to be the big man. Yeah, you don't want to be someone else's subordinate. Yeah, in order for that to be your springboard. Yeah, and and, and I, I fully understand why you would do that because uh, there's 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 a word you used to use when you were doing a hundred meter race. Uh, we pace. Yeah, so you take a step back, step
2: back before you pace yourself exactly, yeah. and that's what you did. That's what I did. I just literally became his road manager, traveled with him, and I got to see the other side of the world. Yes, and I was like. Wow, this so oh, this is how it works. This is you know, the possibility. This is the possibility. I've wanted something that I did not know anything about. Oh yes. So now I'm looking at this thing and I'm seeing this thing. I'm like It's clear. Oh, it's clear now. Yeah. This is what this is what and I ask him when I travel with him, I ask him, How well, who's this guy? What does this guy do? Sure. He tells me, he's like, you know, this is who? Mm. This is this and yeah, at a the time where I felt, you know, it's, I'm cool. So sure. I went back to him. I was like, Bro, mm. it's that time now I'm gonna go back to doing what I do. Yes. He's like, Bro now let's work on other stuff It's not like i was gonna yeah. say i was gonna say even
1: in the situation where you were in had you not taken that leap of faith in yourself and a step back and yeah. a step down you would not have learned what you learned yeah true
2: and chances are you wouldn't be business partners true right? we would i don't think we would have because uh that that me being his role manager uh opened up another door. He just started trusting me with his life. Yes. It means now I can go to his house, get his one, two, he can send me whatever, wherever he wants to send me. So, so he's just so picked what, it up. What, what happened to the G-Wagon since you have keys to the house? I was out with him. That's the thing. <laughs> what the G-Wagon, I was out with him, so I don't so, know anything. So you have, we were in Europe. We were in Portugal when that so, happened. So you have an alibi. Yeah. <laughs> I was out. We were out. We, were, we I was with him when we got the information. Sure. So we were like, hey. So so what, uh, So, what? what is your business
1: partnership with Shimza? What do you guys work on together?
2: We work on a lot of stuff. Yeah. We have uh, events mm. uh, wherever you are. We started Kunye. It started off with, with us. Business started with Kunye. Sure. When we what st- is Kunye for those that know nothing about Kunye? Kunye is a festival. It's an Afro festival. Afro house? Yeah, Afro house festival. Sorry. Yeah. It's an Afro house festival that's uh so it's kind of well it's a worldwide festival now we just had a gunia in albania the other day so and all has grown so dope it was so dope yeah. man. It's, it's it has grown so quick so yeah. but, but besides the kunya being uh a, a festival Kunya is actually shims's label mm. uh it's a music label he's been dropping music sure yeah i have a drop coming out on in there's so there's a lot happening with Gunya. so how we started becoming partners as we were chilling at my house Mm. and we were working on stuff obviously just the little stuff and we were actually it was lockdown and we were like so bored and we were on youtube watching and we searched for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yo, we, uh, we haven't DJed in a long time. And sure. I'm like, yo, I haven't heard you play in a long time. And I searched for Shemza. And there's just a limited number of sets that I could find. Mm-hmm. And after Shemza said, we searched for Dark, we found like three, four. And we're like, bro, actually, we don't have anything on YouTube that's ours. Sure. You know, we were like, let's just start something and start shooting this thing. Yeah. When we started, Kuni, we started it off at our office. Yes. So we were like... to the four and it was the first i remember the first episode was Myself, Shims, and a couple, sure. and three people at the back, mm-hmm. you know. And it just started growing from there. When they eased up the restriction, lockdown restrictions, mm-hmm. we started started this whole invite thing. We started the yeah. private invite thing. We were like, and everyone was asking, "Hey, where is this happening? Where is this happening?" And we had these weird names. I remember Tulani because mm-hmm. Tulani had Tanzania. Yeah. He was like, "No, that's that's France." So it's happening in Paris because we were not. We were trying to hide where it's happening. Sure. Sure. So it just. Got out of control. it's a lot of people started access, having access to it. Sure. So that's how. And now it's a beast. You know, now it's a beast. And going global. Mm-hmm. Going global. What's the difference between Kunya and UR? The difference between Kunya and UR is, you know, when we started kunye we we focused more on the 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 festival vibe, <laughs> people standing. Sure. And I remember the first kunye we had so many challenges in terms of seating mm-hmm. and we don't we don't want to put in too much seating because we wanted to have that festival it's a festival There must be a festival there must must be rocking yeah and then that's where it hits us with you are that we can actually have best of both two properties two properties Mm. we can have one where it's still afro house music but it's got an element of this current lifestyle to it Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, people that uh you know you have people that drink expensive champagne People that wanna be seen with the coolest people, yes. wanna rock up with the coolest and hot, hottest chick. Mm-hmm. You know, we created that vibe. We Afrotech did not have that vibe. Yes. We took that vibe and we merged Afrotech to it. So sure. we were like, let's see if it works, and it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to our oh, first UR uh, at the rooftop. We were selling champagne. We were like, okay, let's add this whole sparkler thing yes. now. Let's do this. Let's do this. Add a add a cool lifestyle to it because yes, that, yes. we feel like. Uh, that's what the music lacks you know Mm -hmm. uh we were so we were holding on to the music so much and that's how the other guys were beating us yes they were like they they put in the they plug in the music everywhere Mm -hmm. the music's got a lifestyle that goes with it hip-hop's got a lifestyle that goes with it i'm a piano's got a lifestyle that goes with it what about us we need to create a lifestyle for us we need to make it cool so we had the coolest people coming to you are they were you were like you you find someone you, you don't even expect there and they're like bro you know including, including politicians, yeah, yeah, yeah including so they like, you know this Avrotech thing is not that bad. yeah this music is nice. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know it's okay, it's, so in a nutshell, yeah,
1: Cunha is for the culture. yeah, UR is to make a buck. Uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, we are not making my please to come come to your <laughs> before we let you go, uh, yeah. you've got an album that is out yeah, uh, easily
1: contender for album of the year in this country easily if not in
2: Afro House for the year. Yeah. Tell us about that album. Uh, More Life, that's the album. Yes. More Life is my my latest album, and it's such a such a dope album, as you say. Drew, I feel like, like I feel I said, the same. Album it's of the, the, first the year contender. Let me be honest with you. Yeah. It's the first time, mm. right, I feel what you just said. Yeah. I feel like it's an easy contender for album of the year. Yeah. Because when I, it's an, it's, I feel like it's the first time in my life sure. I make an album that I can listen to it without... Thinking on how I could have done this or could have improved it, it just sounds perfect. So it's ready, it's a because re- sometimes you release a song but you listen back and you like ah. it's like, hey, I should have actually. Yeah. For me, I, th- I feel like it's ready, and, and yeah. the people that are on the album, the collaborations that are on the, al- who's on the album, who's so dope. Uh, this Java is a, stands out, uh, Java on the, on the album stands out because it's the first house song he's been on yeah he's ever been on and and, and he killed it he he killed it man amazing i was so nervous i was like i wonder what he's going to do yeah and he just delivered it so it's been years coming my collaboration with java has been it's been we've spoken about it years ago so sure sure. it's only happening now and it's it's a marumba pitch also they so dope uh, S- super, super t- talent. Uh, uh, they my uh, favorite also yeah. and also Blackie uh, Blackie being on, the, on an Afro House album oh, yes like wow so yes so it's, the album was just well thought of and well planned it's mm. sounds amazing I love it it's my favorite album so are you ready for the critical
1: acclaim and the awards this album should pick up yeah hey, I'm more than ready yeah <laughs>
2: i'm sure you, i am just not 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 i'm sure you walk around with a speech in your pocket ah uh, no no just, just that's the thing i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not invested in in that because i know what life can do to you right? yes, if you invest too much into those things like yeah, yeah they will disappoint you and you'll become just so bitter and whatnot so but the album is out every digital platform yeah. it's available there. the album is out on every digital platform please stream the album yes, sir. download the album buy the album mm
1: yeah tell your grandmother about the album play it for her please she'll like it she'll like it where do we find you next like either the next
2: big event you're doing or are you traveling are you touring yeah i'm touring now i'm mm-hmm. uh, promoting the album so the next big show we're doing is you are in september mm-hmm. yeah you uh, are as ted also we've grown it now in terms of numbers so we're turning into a, a pretty much a lifestyle festival oh yes so yes. yeah the next one is in september now in september mm-hmm. so yeah are you guys gonna book me Bro, Mama, I every so. time I try to get you on, you're your in vanda somewhere. So. My
1: man, one of us must stay in Limpopo.
2: <laughs> yeah. You <I didn't laughs> left Limpopo, so one of us must go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do it, though. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, no, don't do it. Cool.
2: Do. And then uh, social media, where do we find you? Social media, you can follow me at Dark City, that's... At D R Q U E C I T Y. That's my Instagram, mm. Twitter, also D-A-R-Q-U-E-C-I-T-Y. That's at Dark City. Oh, you can like my Facebook page. Sure. Just Dark, uh, D-A-R-Q-U-E. Sure. Yeah. But dude, thank you for hanging out
1: with us. Thank you. My man, you kick ass. And I don't even think you are ready for how high you're going to fly. Oh, watch, watch this space and uh, watch your own space. Man, uh, a blessing. blessings. That's, that's Thank from you. me to you, my dude. Thank you so much. T- I take that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Dark City is about to leave the building. It's been a cold, dark week, literally. We hope you don't let it dampen your spirit. We hope you find ways to push through. We hope we've helped lighten things a little so far. And we hope you all have a wow week ahead. In spite of yourselves, we are out of here. Shout out to um, our guests, Mark Lottering and Dark City. Shout out to Am Studios, uh, Pezulu for our cinematography, um, Africa Podcast Network, our imaging guy. Our imaging guy, he did all of this. This is. Wow. Well, where do we. Artist um, The Flow Phrase, a shout out to you, my dude. Love, love, love you. Creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and our show producer, Kelet Omudisa Gang. Email us at waw at Africa We're out of here.